uh, episode 98. 98. We're closing in on the big 100. One more to go. What might actually end up happening just because of, uh, as we're realizing, it is very difficult to get four people in the same place at one time. Is we might we might be recording episode one hundred before we've recorded episode ninety nine, um, just so that we have it there, right? And obviously the edit's going to because it's going to be three hours. The edit's going to be it's not just going to be a one hit or quitter like I usually do with these things, right? Even when I do speed it up and everything. Um, oh, I'm just thinking of the upload time that's going to take. That's going to be an overnight <laughs> shift. But um, I we're nearly there. It's kind of a bit surreal. Because like when I first started this, I was kind of like, maybe this is just something that will last when like the restrictions fuck off or whatever. And if anything, it's just kind of you know, well, <laughs> um, it's just kind of grown and and grown and grown. Like to begin with, I didn't think we were gonna have guests. I didn't think we were gonna have like it was just like me and a few mates basically. That was that was what I've seen it as. See if you look at like the first episode, right, and then you look at this episode now. You look at the room, right? Yeah, it actually looks like a totally different building. Yeah, I know. Like, you wouldn't think it was the same place, would you? No. And the I would say the, the production has probably gotten a bit better as well because now there's all the lights and... Yeah, I mean, um, even the mics, you know what I mean? Everything from the mics to the, you know, the sound's so much better. Yeah, definitely. But it's uh, it's been a good journey. Like, even... Like, I love this thing. The, the, it's on camera. I think it might be. Uh, the Roadcaster Pro 2. But... I was I was thinking about it the other day. Like the original one was also such a fantastic bit of equipment, mm. um, and I'm glad that I upgraded because I I recycled it in a way of where I got basically seventy five percent of the money for this one by selling that. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Kex, the second hand store. Um, there is an upgrade that I'm hoping to get in by the end of the year for a couple of the mics, which I'm going to be using Kex for because their second hand stuff is flawless in terms of they have like categories of how what they sell it at. So I see is oh, this is kind of, you know, it looks a bit rough around the edges, but it works. Mm-hmm. A B is, like, better quality. A is, like, mint condition. I've never even heard of that. I, I'll, I'll link it to you. It's, yeah, it's kind of like the same. I think there's a store in Inverness, but they do, like, online stuff oh, primarily. Right. That's cool. If I can compare it to anything, it's probably, like, game, but, like, it covers a lot of other oh, stuff. Oh, right, okay. Um, but I think it was mainly, like, a video game store to begin with, but it's obviously went and branched out into microphones and cameras and all that type of stuff as well. But, it's quite uh, a good thing, that, actually. Not everybody can afford, like, the brand new stuff. Yeah. But yet you're still getting the good quality. You're still getting the same thing, but you're getting it for Mm -hmm. much cheaper. It's a good idea. Because in my mind currently, I mean, the Rode Pod mics are fantastic, right? For the price, like, I think it's £95 for one of these. It's very good. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, compared to the Shure SM7B, which everyone and their grandmother's hairdresser used for podcasts, right? It's the one you see on Joe Rogan or any other big podcast that you might watch out there. I think they cost brand new. I think the cheapest I've seen was 333. Mm-hmm. And it can go up to like 420 for one. So like for one of them, you can buy four of these. And obviously the Shures are better. I'm not trying to say they're not. But four times better, mm, up for debate. But that is the upgrade I'm hoping to make. I'm hoping to get like a hybrid. I'm hoping to get two. Um, I've been budgeting and saving and scheming on how I'm going to do this. But um, I'm hoping around Christmas time, uh, I can make that happen. And I was going to sell two pod mics to begin with, but Rode, uh, who obviously created the Rodecaster Pro 2, have uh, hinted there might be a way coming soon to hook up more than four mics to this. So might have to hang fire on that. Like an adapter or something. That, that would be what I would be thinking from what they said. Um, 
which would be fucking exciting as fuck because it would mean that it wouldn't just limit four uh, uh, microphones. Obviously, like there's way more options as well. There's like the USB options, bringing someone in over phone call, which I did with Lee the other night for episode 97, which I haven't released yet, but it will be obviously by the time you're watching this. Um, but how's how's things been? It's uh, do you know I can't believe it's been like the end of July since the last time the. Is that the last time I was on here? Yeah, I think so. Is Ta- it? Time just, like, time is flying by so quick. Like, I've not been able to keep up with it recently, yeah. Like, August was like, I got COVID again. So that, mm. like, can knock the week out of my... Do you know where you got it? Yeah, the brand there. <laughs> some, some guy was, like, uh, in, like in my, not in my face, like, aggressive or anything, but it was just some guy that probably didn't understand the boundary of personal space was trying to uh, say to me, he was steaming like he was like do you know who the animals are like the band uh-huh. and I was like aye and he was like name me like they're five songs like mate I'm out having a pint do you know what I mean like <laughs> he's probably been out for a bit fucking aye. two weeks so uh, at, like I mean I, I was in the steamboat as well it was kind of packed but I'm pretty sure it was the brander because everyone that I was at the brander with kind of got it as well blame the brander <laughs> well not the brander itself obviously it can happen to anyone it wasn't like I was fucking ill ill it was like a bar shop little fucking smash <laughs> I know <laughs> um, we have no beef with the brander um, but uh, like I got back and then I had like a hangover the next day because it was like I don't really go out anymore in terms of drinking but like you know once in a blue moon I'm the same and Sunday I was still hungover and I felt really fucking tired and I'd slept for like 12 hours and I'm like this is fucking weird and then I started kind of hurting a little bit. Again, it, I didn't even think I was ill, right? And then Monday, I felt completely fine. Everything had gone, but, like, my bed was drenched. So I'd obviously, like, sweated something out overnight. And Sweat I was like, you know, pissed yourself? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's not normal. So uh, luckily I had one of those, the bane of my life, these things. I fucking hate taking them. But those little lateral flow things. And you know those things that, like, carnivals and stuff where you like you hit the hammer and it just goes up to the top and you win the prize that's what the test did as soon as i hit it it just went all the way up and was like positive and i was like i was like when i got covid mine yeah. was the same as that i was like shit and, and you it know, was strong it was a fucking strong line as well really strong but uh so i managed to avoid it for what when did i have it last christmas 2021 to autumn 2023 that's a good go and i'm it means that i'm sound for christmas this year because i'll have that strong natural immunity um <laughs> but i so then august was like getting the website set up i was going back and forth with them obviously had uh lee in doing his first few episodes of the football journals promoting the business more i'm still kind of working on that and then september it's like i've you know just started college again and uh got more people coming in here and that and I think we had a few guests on in August as well, but obviously that got put back a week because they were meant to come in when I had COVID and that, yeah. So anyway, it's good to be here anyway. Um, you know, we're 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 ready for episode one hundred now. That's what I was saying to Lee the other night. Aye. It's like I'm just I'm I'm I've been waiting. It's been a very anticipated thing. I kind of knew from the start of the year we were going to hit this at some point. I'm looking forward to it. All four of us going to be on to be the first, the first time ever. Like obviously you and, and Lee were on the the last time when we were kind of day one like this. Yeah. Um. But Paul has yet eluded that uh, triangle, which will become a quadrangle. Yes. Quadrangle or a square, you know. <laughs> either or. But um, I so. Nah, it'd be good to get everybody on at the same time. It's not we've not done that yet, so. Exactly. Yeah, and. There's gonna be there's gonna be some interesting um, stories. Lee's got some interesting stories from uh, from uh, Spain. <laughs> um, 
I can tell this one because like. Oh yeah, he, I forgot he was away. He went to Spain. He got his phone nicked. Did he? He got his phone lifted. Yeah. So that that photo, you you know, what? I was going to share it and like troll him and be like, this photo hits differently now because it looks like he's just found out that his phone's been lifted. <laughs> um, and I was I was kind of concerned, right? Because Lee's an admin on the northeast corner, right? So I was like, shit, if this guy gets like access, I was like thinking of putting a post out. If this page starts posting in Spanish randomly all of a sudden, it's fine. There's just been a hack. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, Did he get his phone back? No, I had to buy a new one. Fuck. Brutal, that's, eh? that's where you need insurance. Mm-hmm. So I, and then uh, we've got some beach bar stories, me and Paul probably couldn't say in episode 10 because we were just starting out and we we're like, oh, where are we going to lie here? <laughs> Um, and I think we're even going to have a segment now that we've got enough sets of headphones where we're going to uh, try and bring some people in over the phone, maybe some guests that have been on, maybe um, Paul's maybe going to prank call some people because that'll be interesting. Um, I was actually showing Lee the sound effects on here the other night um, and I, I'm, I haven't utilized, utilized them enough yet and you can put your own ones on there as well. So I need you, to... Have you got some like fucking like delay and reverb and all that sort of shit on yes there. yes that's quite cool uh, i can make myself sound like a monster and stuff like that Didn't um because we were actually i said this on the last episode we nearly got the money money nippon here like a couple months ago like i was really like i was emailing i was like um we can like change your voice you can stay anonymous and stuff like that and he was like i'll think about it maybe in the future right so it never ended up happening in the end um hopefully down the line though Aye, because you could put his voice like mega deep. Aye. Like, like no, like they do on the news. Yeah. They yeah. don't want it and I know who it is. Mm-hmm. So, see them things, they act like pads. Yes. That's quite cool, that. Eh? So, you've got like um, like music and air horn, just like general stuff, but you can um, record. Like, so, for example, I'm going to get Paul in here eventually before episode 100 to record the allegedly button because we've joked about this for like 100 episodes. I want it on episode 100 to actually debut. Because I think that would be like a real full circle moment. Because that was stuff we were saying from like episode fucking five. You know what I mean? So to actually finally get it would be awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's the kind of world is your oyster with these types of things nowadays, and it's not just the roadcaster. There's like so many different brands that bring out stuff like this now. Um. But I'm a I'm a road fanboy. Um. Well, the thing is though, like, there's that much stuff now though. You know, you've got no excuse to fucking complain these days. Like, if you want to do something, there's something out there for everybody that mm. can that can work yeah exactly you know i mean and it's like it's not just the one thing like there used to be back in the day like if you want to start podcasting you have to buy this this is the only thing that's out but nowadays you know you've got so much different things but the roadcast there i've seen all over my facebook my twitter yeah. just like everywhere <laughs> the so, algorithm hmm. ah, it's just everywhere probably because my phone's already talking about it Hi, pretty much pretty <clears> much it's probably what it is but like even stuff like not even, even just forgetting like consoles like these, even stuff like um, uh, what you call it, uh, AI. Now, like I think oh, Adobe, don't get me fucking started on AI, mate. Adobe have got like a thing called AI Podcast, right? So you can record it like via your phone or a USB microphone, right? And take this out of it, and it will do all. Again, I shouldn't be saying this as someone that's a podcast producer, right? Like, I should, like come here, come here and get it done. But um, I uh. There's so many avenues for it now. Like, I think it it's very accessible as well, which is a good thing, right? You don't necessarily have to go to the lengths that we've went to <laughs> to, like, have, like, a, a decent-sounding thing. But um, mm. 
I'm someone that's now a bit of a kind of nerd with this stuff. Like, uh, well, obviously, that's all you think about in it. Pretty much. Pretty From when much. you wake up to when you go to sleep, how can I get better? How can I? Yeah. The same with music with me. Like, it's just like a constant. I'm dreaming about it. I'm writing stuff in my fucking sleep. Mm -hmm. It's just the way the brain works. It's just kind of obsessed. Yeah. Sometimes I do have to like try and control that though. Because take yourself yeah, away from it. Exactly. Because you, you, you end up burning out. Yeah. I'm just overthinking things, yeah. you know what I mean? And getting down about stuff. Like, yeah. when I was thinking, like, oh, could I get the shoes in the summer? I was like, no, I'll wait until Christmas. And then I was like, oh. But I was like, no, don't, like, don't feel bad over that. That's, like, such a first world problem because the pod mics are actually really good. Nothing wrong with the mics you've it, got, do you know what Exactly, I mean? yeah. Um, but I still will be making that upgrade at some point. That will happen. Um, just because, I don't know, I think it's the it's the popular thing to do and I would usually kind of be like, I'll go against the grain, but I don't know, like, especially now that there's, like, an actual kind of business element to, like, this space, I want mm -hmm. to try and deliver the best quality product as possible, which the pod mics do a good job of, of course, but, uh, you know, you got to get that fucking Joe Rogan set up and, and, and then get eventually surpass him. No, <laughs> joking, but... <laughs> that mic I bought, that Austin Orange mic, like, there's a guy that I know in Canada, he's a musician, but he did... He's got this podcast that's on every Wednesday night. It's called String Theory. And he's just got this one mic, and it's in between him and his uh, co-host, Chris, right? It's just in between him and and uh, the amount of, like, volume and the amount of power that mic's got. It, you don't need to. Mm -hmm. Like, he just sits it on a stand and in between them both, and that's enough. Yeah, as a condenser mic, you were saying it's as well. It's a condenser, right? Whereas these are, these and, like, the Shures and all that are, like, dynamics, so you have yeah. to, like, kind of get up on them a little bit and like sometimes from like producing other people's stuff and that at the moment when I've been like messing with the levels and I get them to have like a conversation as I'm just sat over there making sure everything's right sometimes you're like fuck like I'm having to turn this up quite a bit you know what yeah. I mean I mean for us it's okay it's usually the default settings fine but for the likes of um Lee I know there's a few decibels it has to go up for and well with Paul it's usually mic position I'm like stop like being a wacky inflatable two man and going all the way you know what I mean even that I like, was just saying though my first podcast with you you couldn't hear me for half it because mm -hmm. I didn't understand like I was just like oh shit I've got to speak into this thing like see I think I'd, like the mic I've got like a condenser mic would be decent if there was just two of you but if you've got four five six guests you're probably better with these ones because yeah. you get everybody to speak into it and then there's no like your voice isn't coming at my mic mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like yeah with a condenser mic, it's kind of around more. Do you know what I mean? Like it takes in more. But ah, oh, you're probably better with, with my uh, pod mics. I would, I would imagine anyway. Yeah, and uh, you know, very there. This I don't want to say it's very accessible because I have invested to obviously get this to where it is. But in terms of like the pod mic and you know, even the original roadcaster it worked really well with and and things of that nature. Like you do have to fork out a little bit for that, <clears> but it's not like thousands do you know what i mean but i mean like listen i mean if you want to set up a go got a wee podcast or thing with like, say even you buy the first roadcaster right you could get up and going for just over a grand yeah like all you need is two mics and mm -hmm. as you said i mean these mics were what 90 odd quid a mic something like that I think and you can fluctuate in and price you can get there. ones that are cheaper mm -hmm. that are decent not as good but do you know what i mean they're not shit yeah exactly yeah and there's so much as, as we were saying there's so much like more stuff that you can get nowadays. Aye, and that's, I mean... It's not going to cost you 10 grand to, no, to get exactly. a setup. Because, like, I think I've said this, I think I was saying this to maybe Lee or something a few months ago, I was like, 10 years ago, 
this would not be possible. Like you would have to like not for people. No. Yeah, you couldn't just be not for the everyday person. Yeah, exactly. Jill, like us, John. Right. Yeah, and I think like that definitely did come from like the popularity. I would say podcasting's probably been around for maybe someone like maybe twenty years, but I don't think it got popular popular until obviously like I know he's um you know the kind of remember Ricky Gervais's show. Yeah, that was like the first one. Really, I thought that was it? weird. I thought, why can't I see these guys? Because it was cartoons. It was animated. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, animated yeah. cartoon things. And I was like, I don't get this. And they're having a conversation. I could hear them laughing. And I was like, I'm not into this. I don't get it. And then all these fucking years later, podcasting is massive. Yeah, and obviously, like the the Joe Rogan experience when it started. It, I mean, for the first couple of years, I would probably say it didn't hit the levels of what it did now like obviously there was like a period probably around yeah because no one got it yeah 2015 because uh, to begin with it was just like in their houses and it was via like skype and stuff like that wasn't it if you go back and listen to the early ones and then he obviously got the studio and um i like, fucking love joe rogan man i'm a massive fan i, I watch him probably every week it's just it's just it's just on top of it it's just, like it's so mental because he is like speaking for like two to three hours a time three to four times a week like that that blows my mind the amount of con on top of obviously him like doing like the ufcs and stuff like that whenever he's required to do that and he's like a stand-up comic and stuff like that but like he kind of says it himself like he kind of just he needs that kind of being busy like he he feels weird if he doesn't have something to do so he's a, yeah he's like a non-stop kind of guy isn't he? like but like you notice like all of his mates like you get like a lot of it like he has got mates though that are kind of like more chilled mm -hmm. like like artist like you know that guy Artie I can't yeah, remember yeah. his last name Shafir maybe aye the Artie. comedian guy aye. yeah he's quite funny but I think he's he's way more relaxed yeah same but, like um, oh, well, I wouldn't say he was relaxed but Burt Kreischer yeah he's just too savage with the partying really <laughs> Joey Diaz is kind of like he's actually like you know he, he taught like he obviously he's taking a lot of drugs in his time and he's and he's like you know he's fucking funny he's hilarious but he's kind of into I think he, he's his workflow is massive now. Like he's always in the gym. He's always he does martial arts. He um obviously he's a comic. He's always writing. Mm. He always spend time with his family. Like so, like Joe. I think Joe surrounds himself with a lot of fucking people that are always doing something. Yeah, he's just opened a comedy club now as well, isn't he? I'm pretty sure in Texas. In Texas, aye, because mm -hmm. he moved fairly. Because Ali, I think Ali's just a dump now, isn't it? Aye, well there was like there was not like really harsh kind of covid restrictions and then there was obviously all the kind of stuff that was going on with like civil unrest and all that type of stuff i but think he was just saying it's just it's just a dump apparently like it's just they've got a nice place to be they've got like a really really um out of control like kind of housing crisis and there's like so many people that are homeless and then mm -hmm. there's people making tents and all that type of stuff as well so What's who that, knows um, there's people there's i there's homeless people but is there not like a place that's like Skid Row? Um, it's like that though, but it's in LA. I, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone that was in LA not long ago. And they were saying it was fucking horrible. I, not all of it. There's a nice, there's nice bits, but fuck, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone that was in LA and they were just saying it was horrible. A lot of the streets were just, you wouldn't want, you just not, not a place you want to go. Mm. Aye, there's definitely, um. I hear nothing but good things about Texas though. Yeah, uh, I suppose it's weird though, isn't it? Because like, I suppose they probably have their own pros and cons, right? Like obviously, the no, same as everywhere though. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, like in Texas, like one of the big ones is like they're pretty like harsh on like 
the abortion kind of laws and that is like mm-hmm. well you know within six weeks if it's not done by then then you have to have it and it's like well hold on there sir like what it's, kind of circumstances are behind it and whatnot yeah because like you get that sort of like i don't want to say the word there's a lot of rednecks ah, it's more conservative <laughs> than what like i think like sometimes probably these areas uh because it's like a you know american politics lingo it's a red state and like la is like the blue they probably have the good parts are probably the more kind of central ideas of where it's like moderate and then there's like the extreme off the end on both sides right where like uh what was it in la i think it was like uh you couldn't eat outside in a restaurant without a ma- you know what i mean it was like something ridiculous like that and then obviously the thing that i just referenced in texas and but like you said there's good and bad in all area, uh, all areas of the world yeah. in there so texas though I've, I've heard good things about it though seems to be a lot of people seem to be moving out there from la yeah and it's like isn't it not like because i think it's bigger than the entirety like the entire united kingdom like just that state alone and yeah. it's like obviously this dissect uh divided into like dallas and austin and um there's another one as well i can't remember the third one but uh yeah i wouldn't mind visiting there yeah america's one that i was i don't know i've always said i think i said this uh on an episode we did a few months ago new york was always one just because i've seen it in films yeah so often. fucking new york's yeah i mean ali b's been there <sighs> ali's my mate by the way no he obviously knows who he <laughs> ah, yeah. but uh he's been he's been there and uh i think he he was saying that um where did he go he went to the yellowstone oh yeah, yeah that, national uh, park. I, the tv no no i was about to say the tv series i the yellowstone yeah national the yellowstone park, national park yeah he said it was amazing that and uh yeah he showed me like loads of photos and stuff it was a lot of America's fucking it's beautiful beautiful place huge as well Man, it's massive different massive. world over there though like it seems like America's like um they've turned the dial up <laughs> like on yeah. overkill on a lot of things right sometimes th- good sometimes bad I think he went to Arizona as well aye that's um aye there's a lot of Arizona though that you know like the, the out in the country and that mm-hmm. it's fucking beautiful place. aye there's a lot of like deserts and stuff down mm-hmm. there as well yeah there? like yeah. no like the it's like red rock it's like uh yeah. you see them like a lot of like the western and stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's really really nice to look at that's like the sort of shit i like to see stuff like that speaking of americans there's a new film coming out from one famous mm-hmm. american uh director yeah um, my, so, one of my favorite of so, all time directors some, we're both a big fan right yeah um before we actually kind of get into that i wanted to kind of ask you what what are you like your top three scorsese movies of all time goodfellas casino Wolf of Wall Street. That's a, that's a good, that's yeah, good choices. And see the range. Taxi was good as well, but I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I know that was like the original. That's that's for me. That's still my favorite one, just because like <laughs> there's something because it's from so long ago, like 1974, I think it was. Mm. There is like um, an eeriness to that kind of cinematography, just because the cameras weren't. Yeah, as you're good right. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. It was almost like someone was just. If you're doing the whole thing with a handheld fucking camera, pretty much, <laughs> pretty like, much, yeah, yeah it's gonna dodge, wouldn't it? But it's so cool, man. And like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'll try go three different from yours. I, that's I'm, gonna I'm, be I'm, difficult. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of all the ones you mentioned. The Departed, that's a really good one. Not seen that in years. Um, uh, I he, I think that's the one that he won the Oscar for as well. Who? Martin Scorsese. Oh, right, I, I thought you were on about um Leo. No, no, he uh, took a fucking ages to get an Oscar. I, well, that's the thing like scorsese's probably probably should have had three or four by now as well but like i don't know what it is about the oscars but they like to like it's hollywood in it it's fucked. yeah go against the kind it's of so popular choice up. yeah 
I think the worst moment, well, the well, the funniest moment at the Oscars I've ever seen in my life was, you know, when Avatar got released. Mm. So James Cameron was like nailed on to win it because it was like so about, and uh, the Hurt Locker came out with uh, Jeremy Renner and that, mm. and it ended up going to the director of the Hurt Locker, and the Hurt Locker was James Cameron's ex-wife. I was like, oh my god, a oh, fuck. I forgot about that. I was like, wait. I remember get- it was you told me about that. Yeah, because I didn't watch it. <laughs> I was like, hell, wait be, to get pied. You'd be fuming, eh? Not only did you get mugged off of the fucking Oscar, they give it to the person that's divorced you like five years ago or something. She did on purpose, eh? Probably. What a genius. Hurt Locker's a great film, though. Like, if you've never seen it, I would highly recommend watching it. I haven't it. seen it. What um, a genius, though. Aye, but, uh, <laughs> but to get back to my. So, I haven't seen the second one yet, by the way, Avatar. Have you seen it? No, apparently it didn't go down very well. It's on Disney Plus. Pretty sure. I've got that as well. I keep forgetting that like these films go straight to streaming services now, which is one gripe I have about uh, the the film that we'll, we'll get on to uh, in a minute. But to finish off my three... Oh, yeah. Uh, so what have I got? Departed, That's Taxi f- Driver, and... Is that your second? Taxi Driver? Yeah. Right. And number three, I'll go with... I'll let you have one of mine if you want. I, I Well, there's, I'm just trying to decide between two. Because there's uh, Rage and Bull... Which I really oh, like aye. that film and Gangs of New York, which is also Gangs of New York. What a film! I'm gonna go with was Gangs it, of New York. Was it re- yeah, I would say that's better than Raging Bull. But it wasn't Thingy in Raging Bull. Joey Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So was De Niro. De Niro played Jake LaMotta, and uh, yeah. Pesci played like his manager, or his brother, uh-huh. or something like that. Oh man, Scorsese. In my in my opinion, like he, I, but well, I think he's the best director of all time, and my he's just my favorite because. See, when I started watching mob films, obviously we've been on here talking about the mafia before, but I don't know, I just kind of looked at films differently and I started looking at it as an art mm-hmm. because of the way that they did it, the way that, that he built the Goodfellas and the way that, because obviously he's taking a story and then obviously making it and then obviously you dramatise some bits and yeah, exactly, the way that yeah. he does it and the way he did Casino was just phenomenal. It was just, they all had, them films have all got a certain vibe, obviously because it's set in like the 60s, 50s. Well, yeah, yeah, around then and then. I think the casino it went, even went into like the early eighties, didn't it? Towards the yeah, end, and yeah. so did Goodfellas though. Mm-hmm. That I think that went to the eighties as well. At the end, remember when he's getting chased by the helicopter? <laughs> aye, aye. Yeah, he's like paranoid. He keeps thinking he's seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about him. I just like he had his mom and stuff in most of the films. In yeah, the yeah, films as well. Um, and she was phenomenal. She's Tommy's mom in Goodfellas. In Goodfellas, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. and he's. He's he's saying that um, she was like, oh, you should settle down. He's like, oh, I get a, good, a night. What does he said? I get a good girl every night, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the <laughs> one they've got Billy Bats in the trunk Billy of the Bats car. Billy Bats is yeah. in, the, in the thingy of the car. Yeah. Right? And he's asking if he can borrow a fucking knife. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll take it back to you. It's mad to think, though, like, the, the therapist in Sopranos is the same actress that played... Um, Oh, what's Henry Hill's wife? Is it Jackie? No. Yeah, you're right. It's it's Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, but it's a uh, Karen. Karen's Karen. the name of the character. Yeah, yeah, Karen, and she played Doctor Melfi. Yeah, the, uh, in the Sopranos. Tony Sopranos therapist in Sopranos. Tony Sopranos. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit where her family talks about Goodfellas, and like they're all discussing. I'm like, this is like Inception right now. I was like, you played the character, um, Lorraine Bracco, man. She's fucking unbelievable actress. Have you ever seen like any of his films that are kind of like a different kind of style for what he usually goes for. Well, I I actually thought uh, the Wolf of Wall Street was very different to obviously the mob films. Uh, I know it's about money and I know it's about a bit. 
It was a fucking masterpiece, man. It really was. How Leo never got a, an Oscar for that, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It was kind of like... The, Even just that I'm not fucking leaving bit. It was just like, yeah, that's enough. Well, that's like, a, that's like such part of culture. Now, you see it in the memes, and everything, like, which, you know, I know it sounds silly, but it's, memes are like no, culture. No, you're right, now, it's massive. They? And it's, you know, how Leo never got a, an Oscar for Django, where he's smashing on the table like this, and in the scene, he was just supposed to do that. Yeah, he just improvised it. But he cut himself on glass, and he was bleeding, and it obviously wasn't supposed to happen, but he kept doing it. Mm-hmm. So what you see in the film, it's him dripping up blood, is real. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he should have got an Oscar for that alone. And it was a great scene, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. And just remember that it's, it's real blood. Yeah. And he just kept going. Do you ever get like freaked out when you see like a big actor have such a small role in a film like for uh, Django and Chain that you just mentioned there like Samuel L. Jackson plays like a really kind of side part in it and I was like even in Goodfellas he's in Goodfellas as a uh, Stax he's Stax yeah and I was I, mean, I know he wasn't like as probably well known back in the early 90s before he did like Pulp Fiction and um, all the other films that he went on to do but I remember seeing that and I was like I always find that strange the one that does that the best for some reason is Anchorman 2 when they have this big battle at the end and they have all these famous actors in the park and that's the only time they appear in the films. Like, yeah. how much money have they had to fork out for this one scene? Jesus Christ. But um, the, the, the mad thing about um, Goodfellas was when, you know, when Stax got murdered by yeah. uh, by Tommy and uh, <laughs> it's, always the, it's always the stoner guy that fucks it up for everybody. Because <laughs> he left the van and the cops found the van, right? It's always the stoner guy that fucked it up. It's crazy. Like I remember reading the book Wise Guy, which is the book that Scorsese read, then went on to make a Goodfellas. And when that court case was going on, because obviously in the scenes they start taking all the people that were part of the Lufasa, Lufansa, the, the Lufthansa heist, high, which is still the biggest heist in American history. They have never recovered the money. I think yeah. it was six million dollars they got away with. Equivalent today, probably I don't know. Aye, with inflation, it's probably like, fucking a mad, mad amount. Um, but they were looking. They, they managed to get one guy that was going to testify against them and keep him safe. Like, they got him under witness protection and that, right? So, like, because the like, FBI and the, uh, you know, the police and everything were like, fuck, like, all these guys keep turning up in meat trucks and all this type of shit. Like, they were taking, like, there was no benefit of the doubt if you were part of that. Frankie uh, Garbone in the meat truck. Yeah, exactly. And um, That's the thing I say every winter, winter by the way. I said to my brother, <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's freezing. I was like, I know, it's Frankie Garbone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing I say all the time. Poor Frankie uh, Garbone. Aye, that's the that's the character that keeps like he keeps showing that he's made money because like he buys his like his wife the coat and that and like uh, it's Jimmy Conway in the film, but I think the actual guy's name in real life was Jimmy Burke or something. Jimmy like Burke. That. Yeah. Jimmy Burke. Yeah, he was fuming. He's like because he was getting because they they pulled off this a mad job, and the fact that everybody was kind of buying their sales stuff, he was like. I told you not to spend any fucking money because mm. people's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. The right cops are going to see it. They're going to be looking at us because that's the kind of people they look at for this sort of stuff. And he was just paranoid as fuck. And he ended up taking everybody out that was spending money. And that's like, because like obviously they change things so it's not like a, just a copy and paste of the book, right, for the film. Because like in the book it says that, uh, like you know how like in the film Tommy's like the loose cannon and like kind of... Not that Jimmy uh, Conway isn't a like a mean dude or anything, but like he's a bit more measured, I guess. Where mm. apparently in real life it was like the opposite. It was the other way around, yeah. Yeah, apparently like Jimmy Burke, like absolute, like, he's seen some, um, not like a kid, but like you know, twenty-one year old, be like 
an asshole to his mum or something like that and he, like he just beat the fucking him because i think jimmy burke was an orphan or something like that mm. growing up but, um i uh, to get back to this kind of courtroom thing uh they managed to keep this one guy safe right so it was the day of the test if uh, the guy was going to testify right and they got him down you know uh panel or whatever uh committee and uh, the guy went to tie his shoelace he had a heart attack and he dropped dead yeah i've heard about that and i was like that is just like you yeah can't, i mean that is just fucking spooky man you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's weird because it, the, I reckon the mob probably got them somehow. I mean, they could have had somebody in the jail and they could have put something in his food. Yeah. Something well not well not the jail, but the the place where he was being held in witness protection. Could have put something in his food that could have killed him. I mean it could have been anything like that. Um but if it was just a normal heart I mean, a lot of these times, you know, when you kill people, uh, it sounds a bit bad, but <laughs> in movies and stuff when you see it, you know, it's like a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that they put in your food and stuff isn't traceable. Mm. So you can't trace it. Like, so it would just look like a heart attack. And plus, like, the time period as well, it wasn't so advanced in terms of trying to yeah. figure stuff like that out. And back then, you could really, you could actually rig the jury. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You could definitely do that. You can't do that now, but you, back then, you could do that, no problem. There's a, there's a great quote in the book, Wise Guy, where Jimmy Burke, I think, tells Henry Hill something like, um buying the cops off is like feeding an elephant at the zoo you only need a handful of peanuts or something like that yeah. like i was i don't know why that quote sticks for me but it's um there's also one as well where like they have like all these cigarettes like contraband cigarettes in the car the police are going by and like the boot flew open all these cigarettes fell out so they thought they were fucked but the police were like in a high-speed chase or something so like mm. they got away with it but it's mad how like how nearly people get caught and then it allows stuff to go on for like years and years and years but um Go back, go back, go back to that film though—the one that, that's coming out. Do you, what do you know? What do you know about it? So, I, I'm about to go and read the book. I actually went to read the book in 2021 because this film was meant to come out 2021 originally, but the pandemic obviously happened, so it pushed it back to 2022. And I guess something happened, and now it's coming out now. So it had been filmed then. Um, I would imagine like it would have started filming, but I, I guess the plan was to film in 2020 right. originally, and then obviously COVID happened, and then nothing was really getting filmed. I only just saw the trailer. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea what this film was. No, I, I'd seen this about. I knew that probably. I think he had already kind of. Was it because there wasn't there someone like that when he released the Irishman? He mm. actually had read the Irishman book. No, no, what was it? He was, he, he was planning on doing the Irishman before doing something else. I think it might have been Wolf of Wall Street or something because I think that book came out earlier than the... Something like that, right? But then he put the Irishman one on hold um, and, like, I think he'd sent the script to De Niro and that, like, 10 years before they actually started filming it or whatever. Um, but I heard in, like, the pandemic that Apple had bought the rights to the next one because obviously uh, the Irishman was, like, a Netflix exclusive film. It just launched on the... Because I thought, fuck... That's not going to be in the cinemas then. But and then at the end of the trailer, you see Paramount. Exactly, right? So, like, from... And this is one of the gripes that I have, right? And obviously, I think... Sometimes it can be good to go to the cinema. I don't like it when it's packed because there's always going to be some fucker that's going to talk through the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But nowadays, the cinema doesn't seem as, as packed, which might not be great for them, but I personally enjoy a bit better. Like, I went to see uh, 1917 in the cinema, and that was, like, I was so, that was one of the few films I was like, I'm really glad that I actually went to see this in the cinema. I was um, like that with Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. That had to have been seen in the cinema for the first time. After that, it's fine. 
mm-hmm. Ken, you can watch it as many times as you want, but first time cinema. Uh, so I, I was on, so I was like from reading up because I kept, when's this film going to come out, right? Because um, I was like, when I was reading the book in 2021, I was on my way to work. So I would go through to work in Inverness on certain days. So I would save the book for the train ride um, there and back, right? So I got maybe about 100 pages in. And then, oh, I can't remember what happened. I think it was like either Christmas break or something like that. And I just never picked it up again. And I was thinking, I'll probably forget everything that's in it by the time that the film comes out anyway. So I'll wait. And so then when I seen the trailer, because I hadn't, I hadn't kept up with it for like the last six months. And then I got to see the release date. And I was like, right now... Um, but from what I remember, it's basically about the creation of the FBI and like oil barons and obviously you see like the Native Americans and like there was a lot of like private kind of buying up of their land and shit like that and the, tra- the trailer kind of goes into that um, and hints it in that with um, obviously like Leo DiCaprio looks like he's going to be in this kind of um, predicament where De Niro's father is like this... Uh, oil baron kind of doesn't believe the natives. Yeah, he's like the big rich guy in the yeah, town. Yeah, fucking over like the native people for the land and that and then you've got the native uh, Americans in it as well. But uh, I don't do... know I don't know enough about it but I actually think it's horrible the way the natives were treated in America. Oh yeah. It's fucking horrible, man. It's the same with like Australia as well like with the aboriginals and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but um, I'm sure Scorsese will do that. Justice. Line justice, yeah. 100%. Um, for anybody to do it, it'll be, it's him. It's him. And that's the thing, like, he doesn't pull punches with the film, films, rather, right? Like, I don't know, have you ever seen Hugo? I think I've seen a little bit of it, but I haven't seen all of it. That's actually quite, like, I was thinking, because I've seen the the premise behind the film, I was like, wow, this is really, like, even though, like, Scorsese's done a bunch of different things, right? The boxing, um, the mafia stuff, uh, even, like, the kind of, I know, like, The Departed's still kind of the mafia, but it's more like about corrupt police and that, It's more about the bobbies, isn't it? Yeah. It's all, like, very very violent very kind of in your face where like hugo was like this kind of like kind of just nice charming film and it had like it had like the the strangest of kind of actors playing like sasha baron cohen was like and you would expect like you see sasha baron cohen you think bruno you think fucking borat and all that over the top comedy and whatnot mm. um but he was really good in it and i actually watched that film i think it was last christmas because i've been making um like a list of scorsese films that i hadn't seen so like the aviator was on there i went and watched that uh Believe it or not, Gangs of New York was on there until 2021. And then I ended up seeing that and then I bought the book. And then, aye, it just follows like a, a process of how I go through all these things. I think the only one of Scorsese films that have like bombed, I guess, is the that Dalai Lama one that he made. I've never seen that. Which uh, I think I'm pretty sure I watched in school. I think they made us watch it when we were like doing religious education. I'm pretty sure he was behind that. I'd have to watch it again to form my own opinion on it. I just feel like it's shit the fact that. You know, he's getting older now and we won't have a... Well, that was why, like, I... Scorsese. Like, I, I enjoyed The Irishman so much is... It's probably not, the like, his best film, but no, I just thought... I still thought it was underrated. I though. thought it was good, like... And he said it himself, like, the reason... And it's kind of ironic now that Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the, the film that will be coming out on um, the 20th of October, I find it funny, like, they're getting him back in the cinema now because for a while they weren't giving them the kind of budgets and that because they didn't want long films anymore. They wanted like hour and a half action, but you know, the Michael Bay. Scorsese is the guy that you want if you want a two and a half, three hour film. Yeah. Because I, he knows how to, he knows how to build a film. And like, I think that's something that's a, a dying art these days of appreciating films that do surround dialogue quite a lot and that <clears throat> uh, slow build to that tense moment, right? I think, 
a lot of kind of films now are action from the start, action till the end. And I, I might, I don't mind a film like that now and again. Like but when I, you look at the Godfathers, yeah, the long films, brilliant films. I mean, third, the third wasn't the greatest, but when you look at the first two, I mean, it's two masterpieces. Yeah. Isn't it? I know it wasn't Scorsese, but when you look at the aye, the genre of it, yeah, and like the length. The thing about the Irishman that I that I really kind of appreciate is that. De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and um, Harvey Keitel. These are actors that are all kind of from the same generation and the same kind of genres of films. I know, like, they hadn't all necessarily worked together in one film. Um, but it was like, this is probably the last time we're going to get to see these guys in such, like, a big kind of release, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad, and it really... I mean, it's it, it's an end of an era. Of, an, it's an end of an era, really. I mean, when you look at the, you know, all the films that Pesci did with, you know, like, you know, when you look at Casino, you look at Goodfellas and stuff, it's like, you look at them there and then you look at them in this and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, you can tell. I can't believe the amount of, like, obviously Aye. everyone gets older, but just the fact that we're coming to the end of their careers, you know. Did you ever watch Sad. the, the Irishman has like a, a special kind of spin-off 40 minute program of, De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, and Scorsese having dinner and talking about the making of the film. Nah, I don't think. I, th I think it's still on Netflix as well. It's actually really good. It's well worth a watch. And um, uh, Scorsese was talking about because he'd never worked with Pacino before, right? Which is quite like amazing that that happened because like Scorsese made so many films that you would have thought, like you know, Pacino had been in kind of similar things like Scarface and Serpico and um, all those ty those types of films that you would think they would have crossed paths at some point. Um, but one thing Scorsese was worried about is because it is, sorry, the scene where Russell Buffalino and Jimmy Hoffa kind of have that disagreement where Jimmy Hoffa still wants to be the union boss, but he's been mm. in jail and the mob are like, right, no, that's not the case anymore. We're getting a new guy. And uh, Jimmy Hoffa has got to get like irate and like really like, mad about it and, and whatnot, which is like perfect for Pacino, right? Because like you see him in all these other films like um, Heat, that's a fucking fantastic film as well yeah um but what he was worried about is because pesci's quite that character as well do you know what i mean every time you see pesci and someone he's off the fucking he's head. off the fucking head right so he was worried that like pacino's energy was going to bring that out of pesci which is like he wanted russell buffalino to be like this kind of cool kind of and obviously like it's pesci's job as an actor to show that variation but i can kind of understand where that anxiety came from um what was that he was saying that uh there was one where he was doing the speech as Jimmy Hoffa, right? And they just told him to list things off, right? And they would get the scene. Mm. And uh, uh, Scorsese's at the back because there's all these people cheating and that because it's meant to be like a union meeting or, or whatever. And Scorsese's like trying to say, oh, that's enough. And apparently Pacino's just rattling the stuff off for like 10 minutes straight. He's like, trucks, banks. <laughs> and, and like <laughs> Martin Martin's trying to say to him, oh, that's enough. Can <laughs> mm. uh, I like, you know, like a lot of actors kind of, they go off script and a lot of the time the director's like for fuck's sake yeah, I... but then sometimes they're going oh no no keep going keep going because it's it's brilliant yeah you know and uh yeah it's cool to see that you just wonder what was script and what wasn't script Aye, 100 percent. i always think that like because yeah there were, i think i think of bits of wolf of wall street i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure leo did some bits that were off script on that and sometimes a director will tell you to go off script i think you know, like, you know, if you kind of want to add your own bar, you know, can I see what they, you never know what they're going to do. Do you know what I mean? 
You never know. A lot of them are mega talented, and they think. I think. I think a lot of them think like directors as well. Do you think um, on the first day of filming of this new one, De Niro and Pacino were like that Spider-Man meme? You know, where they like pointed pointed at each other because mm-hmm. like for like the far, from like the seventies to the early two thousands, De Niro was in like every Scorsese film. Yeah, and then from like the early two thousands onwards, it's been Leonardo DiCaprio. So they've both been like the golden child for Scorsese films, and now he's managed to mesh them together in one finally. Do you know what I really liked about the Irishman? Was like. I've got one guy that's my favourite actor from the UK, right? Oh, Stephen Graham. He was in it. And he's I was a, he's like, amazing. I was like, fuck. I was so fucking delighted for him. Because uh, it's just like, I feel like I know him, but he doesn't fucking know me. But yeah. because I'm such a big fan of his, right? To kind of see him in such a massive picture, it's like, holy shit. Like, he's actually... He's actually getting a bit of recognition here, do you know what I mean? Because he, he was in Gangs in New York as well, believe it or not. Yeah, he was, and he was in uh, fucking um, uh, board, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that, and uh, he played Al Capone in that. Mm-hmm. He was fucking brilliant in that, by the way. And he's, who's it? he's in that? Tony Pro, isn't it? And the Irishman, the little guy, as yeah. he's referred to. Yeah. I wonder, like, I know like he's obviously built an established career for himself, but I wonder, like, with that scene where he's fighting with Pacino, there must have been a little bit of like imposter syndrome, like fuck, this is like one of the biggest actors of all time. Well, um, yeah, you can I think so, but like it was funny because he had to, he had this bit where he had to like make Pacino shit himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? And because Graham's such a great actor, right? He managed to scare him. And Pacino looked at Martin Scorsese and he goes, Marty, the kid fucking scared me. <laughs> he was buzzing again and Stephen Graham was just absolutely delighted at the fact that he scared him. So I remember hearing him speak about uh, when he met Joe Pesci for the first time mm. and apparently um, like he like he was trying to like slow the scouse down and that to like, because obviously like it's a, it's a very full on accent, right? So especially, <sighs> um, you know, Americans are probably more to like that slow down tone. But even apparently when he did that, apparently just Pesci kind of just laughed and like shook his head and walked to his like, I didn't <laughs> understand a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, the Scouse accent's one of many that, one of few, sorry, that I'm like anything in the world in it, really. Do you know what? The Scouse accent. Do you know what, like how good of an actor Stephen Graham is? See, when I was younger, right, I would see him in like film, four films, like mm. British films, so this must be like his early days. And he, would all, like, he wouldn't be playing like some of the roles that he's playing now. Um, he was just like playing like this like Scouse criminal or, or whatever in, in one of these films. Um, but he was always a mean bastard, right, in any film that I've seen him in. And it got to the point where I didn't like him, but it was just because I was a kid and I didn't understand. You didn't understand, like, yeah. But I was like, every time I see this guy, he's like such a piece of shit in the film. And I'm like, this they might not this might not be an actor, this might just be some guy that they've got to do this. Because <laughs> I've seen him in... Um, I think he was in This Is England. That was one of the ones I've seen him in. That was the first film I ever seen him in. That's scary, especially when he he beats that guy to death at the end. That's Milky. Aye. He didn't die, but um, but yeah, he beat he beat fuck up just because he was black. Yeah, but like that. But if you've not seen the film, if anybody hasn't seen the film, This Is England. It's fucking phenomenal, and it was made in like 2006, and it was set in 1983. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's um, there's an added part. There's added that there's three series after that aye they did like spin off so there's like, eight yeah. There's, yeah there's 18 there's 1986 1988 to 1990 so this is England 86 this is England 88 and then this is England 90 
And uh, the series are phenomenal. If you haven't seen, it, have you seen them? Not seen the series. I would. Have, I think I've seen clips, but I haven't seen the actual full thing. The series are fucking amazing. I would urge you to watch them. I'm sure they're they'll fucking be on a great. streaming service of some sort. I'd imagine. I'll have to look for them. I've got them all on um, DVD. <laughs> oh well, awesome. yeah. If it, if it comes, DVD, there we if go. If it comes down to it, we'll have to do it the old-fashioned way and get a, <laughs> a blend of the DVD. Just in case we have to go to a bomb shelter. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, yeah, like I, I was such a big fan of the film. I first saw it when I was in high school, and then I seen Stephen Graham and that, and then I was like, "Holy shit, this guy!" Like, cause he he had a fucking skinhead, and uh, it was all about skinheads and stuff, the filming. And he was like knocking fuck out of people, and he was just this angry character, carried the machete around with him <laughs> and shit. And then I seen him in Snatch. Oh, I is a uh, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, but I saw Snatch after mm-hmm. it's England. Because Snatch was in, like, what, 2002, 2003 or something? I think it might have been the year 2000. Well, there you go. So it was, that was fucking ancient. So I seen him in that. They looked different, obviously younger. He had hair and all that. And then I seen him, I can't remember what I seen him in after that, but, and then when you see Stephen himself and you watch him in interviews, he's this lovely guy, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. He's not, he's nothing compared to, he's nothing like Combo. Yeah, exactly. And this yeah. is English, he's nothing like that. But yeah, you see him in the later seasons of This Is England and he's more chilled out. Mm-hmm. He's not this angry, bald, fucking skinhead anymore. because he is like proper terrifying in the film. Like, Oh yeah, he's, he's fucking, so... in, what, a, what a fucking um, performance he gives in that. Like it's unbelievable. And like I've seen him in a, a few kind of BBC series. Like uh, there was a guy called, uh, no, sorry, series called Good Cop with uh, Warren Brown and he was the one of the bad guys in that. Um, there was a series called Fuck He, he played up a, a screw And He was a prison guard And He gets caught up in shit And in, in there It was a channel 4 thing Um, I probably it, haven't seen it But It um, was fucking It was good by the way I only watched it Because he was in it I think Thingy was in it eh? uh, Him who played Ned Stark In Game of Thrones Sean Is it not Sean Is it Sean Oh fuck What's his name Hold on, I'll, I'll have a wee Google Ned Yeah, he Stark. played Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. He's in the Yorkshire advert, Yorkshire tea advert. Uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. I'm pretty sure he was in it as well. And they had them two and I was like, holy fuck, I've got to watch this. Because I, I, I like Sean Bean, I think he's brilliant. Even though I can't remember his name. But he was great in Game of Thrones and, and stuff. And then obviously Stephen Graham. So I was obviously going to watch that. It was good. Did you see, uh, did, did you ever watch Luther? No. Well, that was a series that I watched. It's got um, Idris Elba in it, and they made, like, the way they've been doing it recently is they've been making the series a film, basically. So, like, whatever, it usually be a six-episode uh, series, and they'd make, maybe condense it into a two-and-a-half-hour film. But the guy that played Gollum from Lord of the Rings was, like, the bad guy in the last, it was, like, proper seriously dark. But, like, it's... If I get, like, scared by a film, or if I get, like, creeped out by a film or something like that, that's, like, the sign to me that it's done, like, a fucking really good job, you know what I mean? Um, I don't really find films that scare me. Never have. Uh, well, when I was a kid, obviously, aye. but, like, when I watch horror films these days, it's just, like, I've seen scarier YouTube videos, mate. Aye. I like, when they go to, like, haunted houses and shit. Jesus, did you see the fucking guy with the shark in Egypt recently? No. There was a guy who got eaten by a shark in Egypt. I saw a guy get eaten by a shark like last year on, but it wasn't Egypt. So I believe it was a Russian 
was a 23 year old and you don't actually get to see i'm not not that i would want to fucking see the shark eating but you just see him kind of get the red ragged all basically blood? basically yeah but it happened right in front of his fucking dad how old was he? 23. Fuck. Imagine being the dad though, just help us, you can't do shit. Yeah, I know. a fucking shark. And I think it was like at some resort, because they found the shark, they actually caught the shark, and then there's like a, a video of them like beating the shark to death, and then they managed to like, I mean, you know, it was fucking brutal, and people... Cut uh, the shark open again. Yeah, so they, they, I mean, it would have been fucked up if they beat the shark to death, and it turned out that wasn't the shark that got him, but like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they got his like... I guess remains what's left of them, I suppose. But I've got, I saw a horrible picture of a guy in a wetsuit. It was only half of him left. Jesus. From a shark attack. Seen a photo of that, it was fucking horrible. Supposedly that was a Scottish guy. Oofed. I think it might have been in Australia. It's like one of the, I can't imagine a worse way of going, but getting fucking eaten. Burned alive, maybe. Yeah. I think that would be the only other way, I think. Imagine all the, I was, I know it's just random, but I was talking to my dad about it the other day, I was like, imagine all the witches, witches that got burned at the stake that weren't fucking witches. Aye. All the people that got accused of witchcraft that didn't do witchcraft, and they just got burned at the stake anyway. That was a big thing in America yeah. and stuff, wasn't it? Aye. Because it was illegal, wasn't it, witchcraft? Jesus Christ, I've just seen a mahoosive spider just go under the foam. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep going. Was it massive? How massive was it? Well, I see it just appear from underneath the foam and continue going back under. So it's back underneath the fucking carpet adhesive spray. Speaking, um, speaking of spiders, spider uh, crawled down my arm the other night. Oh god! Right, and it was on, and I could feel my finger. Right, so I've, I put my light on in my bedroom. And I'm looking for. It. I cannot find this fucking spider. I can't find it. They don't bother me, but I would rather get rid of it so it doesn't crawl down my Aye. arm. Aye. Or, or I don't eat it. <laughs> You're supposed to eat spiders in your sleep, do you not? Yeah, they do not have some like stat that like over a lifetime you or see, something. Yeah, yeah. You like you eat like seven spiders a year yeah, or some shit. Jesus. <laughs> At least you're getting protein, I suppose. I, I, as long as I don't know it's happening, I'm fine. But anyway, uh, our twenty-five minutes. It never feels like that amount of time passes. I always feel like it could be a conspiracy within itself that the roadcaster's lying to me in terms of the time. but Or it could just be that you're having fun. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. I always, forget, like, to, eh? like, I always forget famous sayings when I'm on here. I always like <laughs> fuck them up somehow. But um, Every time I'm on here, my, my brain just goes into a fucking fart. I think it's just because like, I've got a very overactive mind. Like I, like I branch off and I start thinking about different things as I'm speaking and then like I catch my, my mouth can't keep up with my brain sometimes and I'm like... Uh, um, before we go now more than ever because as you will know from the last episode Lee has overtook the northeast corner in terms of ratings on Spotify not like I'm bitter about that or anything <laughs> but now more than ever I know there's a hundred of you last time I checked on the analytics page that listened to this show or watch five star review Spotify, Apple, whatever your poison to consume podcasts is takes two seconds helps more local people see the show and it does us a favor and we need to reclaim top spot if you like cake rate it for a five star that's what i'm talking about i can't have lee's been noising me up about this the last couple of days he's, he's done it in one episode we're nearly at 100 so um it is all a bit superficial in the end but we we're gonna have to get a cake we're we're competitive we will i'm just thinking cake i'm sorry 
I'm forgetting all. I just keep thinking about the shape of 100. We're going to have to get a cake, Matt. Mm. We're going to have to get one. Yeah. But anyway, if you can help us out in all seriousness, well done, Lee, and um, starting up the football journals and that. I know there's been a lot of uh, interaction with the first episode. Um, And we will see you for episode 100. That will be when we're all in. I think we've got a guest for 99, but like I said, 100 could be recorded before 99 with how things are working out. But anyway, and until then, see you later.